welcome to the Opposite Effect Podcast. I am one of your co-hosts, Justin D. Dado. I am one of your co-hosts, Dave Worth. And welcome back. No bell. No bell. No bell. <laughs> it's not no happening. Bell. No. No bell. <laughs> no bell. <laughs> what if they nominate him now? Yeah, I, they can't. <laughs> I also like that I'm taking like a Schadenfreude like happiness in the idea that our chances of getting like nuclearly annihilated just went up significantly. Right, but at least he won't have the award. Yeah, at least he won't have his award, and at least he looks dumb for the next fifteen minutes we're alive, which makes yeah. me happy. I was right, is what's important here. Yeah. I was right. Yeah, for those of you that are listening, that uh, don't follow the news. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> it's weird. Uh, yeah, the the planned summit between Trump and North Korea has, uh, despite all the coins that yeah, were made in made support their, of it, they made their coins. Uh, will not be happening. Yeah. Um, Somebody once sub- described Sebastian Gorka as one of those challenge coin collecting motherfuckers. You just mm-hmm. know it. And I was like, ever since then, every time I've heard challenge coin, I've been, I've I've seen Seb Gorka's Dodge char- Charger with the license plate art war and thought. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, people collect those. Anyway, they I, minted coins for this goddamn meeting, and now it's god. Now those coins are super valuable. <laughs> yeah, I am. Uh, I just keep thinking of uh, kids in third world countries wearing like, uh, <laughs> like Buffalo Bills <laughs> Super yes. Bowl t shirts, just flipping the coin, <laughs> trying to pay stuff, trying to buy stuff with it. <laughs> Is this our money now? <laughs> yeah. Oh no, no, that's totally worth. It. Oh, okay. Yeah, we send it to you so you use it as roofing material. <laughs> I mean, what else do you do with it? I, like, don't, I don't know. I don't know. Give it to Seb Gorka, I guess. Um, so, yeah, uh, that was that's news. That's news that happened since the last time we recorded this podcast. Yeah. Um, and what we thought we'd do uh, this week uh, is basically it's the one-year anniversary. It's a few days after the one-year anniversary yeah. of uh, the greatest witch hunt in history. Yeah, yeah. Happy uh, Witchmas. Yeah. Um, so we figured we were like, hey, how's it? what's a year into the Mueller investigation brought us? Is it, are we winning? Is anyone winning? <laughs> is, is everyone just losing at varying rates? <laughs> what are the rules of the game? How do you define win conditions here? Yeah. Uh, so I, yeah. I mean, the way I've sort of been looking at it is... Um, and not just with the Mueller investigation, but with the whole sort of thing that we're going to go through for however long the Trump era is and the blowback from the mm. post-Trump era. Um, I've sort of been looking at it as like a zombie movie uh, in the sense that you can win. You can kill all the zombies in the zombie, in the zombie movie. You mm. can stop the zombie virus. And um, it's still one of those things where the living kind of envy the dead at the end of it. Right, because you probably had to shoot your grandmother in the face. You probably like, went through a lot of stuff. The country's gone through a lot of stuff. There's not a lot of like infrastructure left. And yeah. uh, law has broken down. And there's going to be a lot of work to you know put things back together again. Yeah. I mean, like I will say, like, one of the one of the major things that I find like really useful about the Mueller investigation as a side effect of the Mueller investigation is that along with a lot of 
other things about the way in which in which our government works. Um, the just sort of seizing the gears via a lot of sand that it's mm. that it, that it has created has been very useful. I, I don't think I follow. In 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 sh- like if you think of like go- a good government as like a clock. Yeah. Um and uh, uh somebody trying to move um the American um system to a fascist system from a democracy, they would have to seize the hands of the clock, right? And move it from like moving slowly to like suddenly being at 5 very quickly. Mm-hmm. And somebody who understands a clock can probably do that but it's going to require a lot of real political savvy and then there's trump Mm -hmm. so he tries to like like repeal obamacare and the clock ceases and he tries to uh to uh you know do three different versions of a, a muslim ban and the clock ceases and then ceases again and then something happens but it's not really at the end of the day very much though obviously there are you know things that are not related to the clock that have a lot of like impact on yeah people i don't want to minimize that my point is with this like extended kind of stupid metaphor is that the Mueller investigation has been yet another thing that has been sort of seizing the gears of the clock it's been like um it's been both distraction but also an extraordinary amount of the president's personal time and people in the government's personal time and every minute that their time is taken by it is great. I, on one hand, I agree with you. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, I, um, I have been appalled by uh, a lack of any decency whatsoever. Oh, sure. You know, um, because... There's a part of me that can go, like, look, I am biased. There's no question that I lean left sure. hard. Sure, sure. Uh, so maybe, you know, maybe I'm just not seeing all the great things that Trump does. You know? Right. Uh, but then you go, like, okay, well, all the Democrats disagreed with him for mm-hmm. the most part. Sure. You'd expect that. We're, you know, somewhat partisan. But, like, anybody who doesn't have a very good reason to support him that's a Republican also doesn't, at least in government. Right. You know, like anyone who is retiring um, or anything like that has basically come around and said, you know, with the exception of Paul Ryan, Paul Ryan, for whatever reason, uh, man is is staying on that team, perhaps because he wants to keep the speakership while he's still there, perhaps just because he's an awful, awful human being. I mean, he's always been a fascist at home. Yeah. Um, To be honest. But, uh, I guess, like, I had expected that there would be a a greater call to country over party Mm -hmm. than ultimately there proved to be. Right. Well, I think that, I mean, if you look at the House, the amount of the House that got elected as a backlash to Obama, specifically of a racial... Yeah, element, and I'm talking about the Tea Party and the Freedom Caucus. Um, uh, that's a significant number of representatives, and you know, senators have, if anything, a like harder climb 
if they're looking at re-election, mm. reasonable entry of them are retiring because like they have to make a coalition of voters because there's only two of them per state. So they have to take, you take know, into account, all take the into cities. account everybody in the state and then try and figure out how to, how, how do I not piss off enough of them so that enough of them vote for me? Right. And if, you know, a significant number of your state has elected a member of the freedom caucus or more than one member of the freedom caucus, well, you, Mm-hmm. Gonna start looking at it, and be like, let's put two and two together here. I can either maintain my power and represent some racists, and Trump being the ultimate expression of that, go along with him, or I can push back and probably lose my seat. Um, and uh, yeah, of course you take uh, you know country over all that, but but apparently not. I mean that's. Well, that it, it, a it's easy for us to say that not we're not in the position, but b like, I mean these guys didn't get elected to actually serve. <laughs> they they're they're evil. Yeah, but I mean I guess like I you know when I think about like work for me, mm-hmm. you know uh, I get paid to accomplish a specific task. Sure, but when I see uh, things going down the road in a bad direction and something that I'm not necessarily related to. Mm-hmm. Um, I speak up. I say, hey, sure. bad thing on the horizon. Yeah, you yeah. know, and I look at like, for example, what happened today with uh the meeting with uh the FBI. Uh, right. You know, uh the top intelligence officials basically met with uh Trey Gowdy and Nunes. Devin Nunes, yeah. Uh and then eventually with a gang of eight uh but then snuck Trump's lawyer sure. into the meeting. Sure. Um, that is one of those things where, like, I feel like more people should be able to be brave enough to go, like, that's probably not great. That is probably a violation of, yeah. like, no, I mean, like, norms uh, and laws. There's, like, any number of things where you're like, but he is promoting his own businesses through the presidency, but he's put the presidential seal on his fucking golf markers or whatever, but he's, yeah. you know, um, but, but, but his head of the EPA, but, 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 um, and, uh, you know, like there, the, the sheer volume of malfeasance that people are just n- not only not willing to push back against, but just willing to completely ignore and not, talk about is it's disheartening and it's extraordinary but some I, there i think there is a hope that you can say that whether or not um uh the, the individuals uh in the senate and the house should be doing and saying more and i think they should um the Mueller investigation and the judicial system and the senate and the house have so profoundly just frozen yeah and and he, like the thing that keeps occurring to me is um you know and they, they did a recent poll as to like people's beliefs of where mm-hmm. like Mueller, like what's happening with Mueller. now technically the majority of americans still believe the the case should go uh right. continue but 54% of all Americans also believe that it is p- politically motivated. Like 17% of Republicans mm-hmm. believe uh, that it is fair. Right. 
they did a they did a um uh like a a sit down with a bunch of like Democrats and Republicans mm-hmm. to sort of talk about what their feelings were on Mueller. And Republicans like by and large were like liar, right, uh desperate, right. you know, and stuff like that. Well, I mean like but the same was true of Ken Starr. It it is. Uh, I'm not saying that it, it that it it wasn't, but like because a this hasn't gone on that long in special counsel terms. No, it has. But it has gone on for a while. It's and it and and has <laughs> resulted in quite a bit in special counsel terms in the amount of time it's been going on. Right. Um. But let's say it goes on another two years or another year. Sure. Um. Like the Trump has been able to very much benefit from. I can say whatever I want, mm-hmm. and the other side can't talk back. Right. They can't say a goddamn word. So I'm going to slowly win the messaging war right. by knowing that I'm the only voice in this discussion, and nobody else is doing anything other than the indictments, which I bring up specifically to point out that they did the same another poll, and they asked people, have they discovered any crimes at all? Right. From the Mueller investigation, and the majority of people said no. Well, and I mean, like, yes, that's true. But I think people tend to um, view the Mueller investigation as an investigation of Trump. And uh, the Mueller investigation in its, like, actual mission statement is an investigation into the Russian meddling in the election. Mm. And wherever that leads Bob Mueller. He's got a pretty wide mandate, but like that's supposed to be what he's focused on. Yeah. Um, it would not surprise me to learn that there was a political focus to mm-hmm. this. That there there were people who were like in fact it would hearten wouldn't it hearten you a little to find out that there were people in the government who were like, We have to stop him. <laughs> yeah. So like a little that, bit, yeah. That right. That wouldn't I don't I don't th- you know, we talk about norms and we talk about the fact that you're not supposed to um, investigate your political enemy. And mm. I believe that. And you're not supposed to wield the power of the government to um, uh, damage somebody who is undeserving of it in any way. On the other hand, Trump is yeah. very, very bad. Um, you know... Like, what I come back to with all of it is, like, I think I've said this on the podcast before, like, the FBI and, and special counsels and, and um, the Justice Department have been misused and their power has been wielded very unfairly in the past. And I'm here for the first white guy, <laughs> mm. you know, like, the first rich white guy this happens to, I'm here for it, you yeah. know, like, but I, you know, like, the other thing is, like, yeah, Trump. I guess like maybe we should step back and say like and and return to the question you posited at the top. Like, where are we? You know, like um, a year in, we have uh, what nineteen indictments at this point. Twelve of which will never get filled. Something like that, yeah. Because um, they're foreign nationals. Um, I, although I loved Russia's response to that. Right. Russia's response like, look, we don't. Do you, you know what I'm talking about? Like, no. uh, Russia, because we basically served Russia. Right. And said, send us these guys. Um, so they're like, okay, but 
I don't feel like we have enough evidence. Right. And also, you guys are a little shady from time to time, too. Right. So here's what, here's what we'll do. You send us the evidence that you have. Uh-huh. And then you also send us uh, every interaction of election meddling that, that you've um, participated in um, since 1936. <laughs> so, so we're not going to do that. Right. Um, you know, and Russia, I mean, in their way, they raise a point. But, they, you know... I guess anyway, we're the, talking the, about the twelve, the 12 right? 12. The large, the larger issue is like it's easy to lose sight of what the Mueller investigation has accomplished and how insane all of this is. You know, the the uh, head of the 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 the, 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 NS, the National Security Advisor, <laughs> yeah, was on the job for a month and now is a felon. Yeah. Now he's a felon and uh, a cooperating felon. Did you see uh, James Clapper on Rachel Maddow yesterday? No, no. Uh, he's promoting his new book. Uh, Clapping back. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no. Uh, I think it's uh, everybody clap. Fear and fight, or something like that. You've got the clap. <laughs> um, so I, I, I look like young Yoda. <laughs> he kind of yeah. does. No, he right? kind of does. Yeah, he, kinda, uh, he looks like if Yoda, like if something about Yoda aging turned him green and made his ears real long. Mm-hmm. Like this is him, like a hundred years before that process. Yeah, about that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so uh, one of the um, one of the counters that the Republicans have been making about election interference is they're like, look, um, I, I forget exactly who it was, but um, somebody was like, look, I was in that Gang of Eight meeting, right? In like June of 2016, mm-hmm. and Clapper and Comey and a few other people said like, "Hey, the elections like people are tr- the Russia trying to fuck with the election. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got it. Right. Uh, don't worry about it. Make sure that everybody knows that it's a legitimate election. We're on it. Right. Um, so they're like, well, if it was that big of a deal, you motherfuckers wouldn't have said that. Right. Uh, so uh, Clapper. Was on Rachel, and he's like, "Yeah, I didn't know what I know now. Right? If I had known what was happening, like all the things that we had not discovered yet, um, then I would not have said that in any way, shape, or form. I, as a person who's worked in intelligence for years, will tell you with relative certainty that Russia swung the election in favor of Trump. He would not have won without that interference. Sure. Um. Uh." There's a whole lot of total balls out lunacy to the to everything that's happened in the last two years. Um, the Mueller investigation. I mean, the Mueller investigation started because Donald Trump did something unprecedentedly insane. Mm-hmm. Um, it's taken unprecedented. Let's let's actually like start just listing what we know. And maybe that'll get us somewhere, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? What do we know? We know that um, 18 or 19 individuals have been um, uh, found guilty of various crimes um, or uh, uh, indicted. 
Um, and the, the ones who have not pled guilty are Manafort and um, this list of Russians. But right. everybody else has pled guilty and is either cooperating or I think that um, Dutch lawyer guy just was like, I'm sorry. And they were like, go away. Um, yeah, I mean, I think I think he got like a week in jail or something. Yeah, like. Vanderswan or whatever his name was. Um, I, but I also, I think like, I think he was like clearly involved in some sort of like, you did a bad thing. He was a cog. Yeah. Uh, but you don't have any actual information you can give us, so just go away. Right. Uh, Cohen's on the verge of indictment, most yeah. likely. Yeah. Um, we've already confirmed multiple meetings with foreign nationals with the goal of assisting the Trump campaign. Yes. Uh, the, the latest um, was a replay of the Russia meeting, except swap out the Russians with, I guess, a loose affiliation of Israelis, Saudis, and um, yeah. uh, uh, not Qataris, because they were fighting with Qatar. Right. Um, uh Oh, uh, although Cutter em- was trying Emiratis, to, yeah. Emiratis, um, yeah, and then Cutter was trying to piss back, and yeah, and I'm going to say two things that seem unrelated, mm-hmm. but I think that they that they are related. Um, on one hand, you have the fact that like Cohen got in, indicted right. for all of these things, but everything that we discovered recently, all of those payments that I, I, I guess essentially Avenatti mm-hmm. told us about in one way or another. Mm-hmm. Um, and all of the SARS things, the uh, suspicious activity reports, right, right. where there are two missing. Yeah, uh, the the general agree, consensus seems to be that the missing ones have been Mullered. Right. Yeah. Um, Mueller knew about this six months ago. Yeah. Um, and he left the reports that we know about in the system. Yeah. Which means that the SARs that we don't know about. Yeah, must be like yeah, I crazy. Mean, like Michael Cohen just walking with bags of like loose lira <laughs> and like uh, Qatari bucks. Yeah, <laughs> and like and and was just like, hey, I got these from crimes. <laughs> <laughs> can you can you put my crime money in a crime hole where the government won't see it? Right. So and, a, and and this was like in the bank branch. This wasn't even in like the like Chase Private, you know, area. This was just like him walking in, and the teller's like, "Let me talk to my manager. Do we have a crime yeah. hole?" <laughs> um, the cameras are on, right? I just want to make sure they get audio. Um, so, uh, so that is a thing that happened, right? Um, which means after, like, after Mueller knew all that, yeah, yeah. Then he raided to get more information. Yeah, yeah. Which means, like, if that's six months ago, Mueller. Yeah. What does Mueller know now? Well, now, can we talk about Michael Cohen not understanding what a burner phone is for? <laughs> right. You get rid of it. Because <laughs> he had 17 of them just lying around his office. Yeah. So, so on one hand, there's that. Okay. Um, uh, and there's this whole, like, uh, I'm going to go a little bit around. Yeah, yeah. Go, go where you got to go, baby. Uh, so you got that kind of thing where like mm-hmm. Mueller knows the shit that's going on. He's able to follow the money in a pretty yeah. interesting way. Um, then you have this, then you have like the um, obstruction of justice right. thing where everybody's focused on Comey over here. Right. And like, look at Comey, you know, like what did he do there? Um, but then you have this Ukraine um, Manafort thing. 
Right. Uh, which, like, for those of you who have not been, because this is a story that essentially got eaten, I, I think, by the, by the whole, like, Trump uh, canceling the North Korea thing. Right, right. Was um, that there is reason to believe that, um, uh, that Ukraine paid $400,000 to Michael Cohen. Right. In exchange for setting up a meeting um, with the Ukrainian president, which, at, which occurred. At which point the Ukrainian president stopped cooperating with Bob Mueller. Right. Right. Um, that feels awfully obstruction of justice to me. Yeah, that's very obstruction-y. Uh, and that feels like, like, you can make your arguments about the Comey thing. Right. This feels the most quid pro quo obstruction of justice thing. Sure. That, like, like I, I couldn't draw up a better example. Yeah, I mean, the thing of it is, like, it, the thing that just occurred to me is that while that's all true, and I'm sure Mueller is on it, for Mueller to be successful... And for this to be a successful investigation, and I think he knows this, um, there was all kinds of, like, criminality to Nixon, right? And there were all mm. kinds of things that Nixon did that were, like, sleazy and wrong. But a lot of them were, like, complicated and, you know... Right. You needed the, like, you, I can explain this in 30 seconds thing. Right. And what... The I can explain this in 30 seconds thing is is Nixon repeatedly lies about what he's up to and then there's a tape of him talking about how he's going to lie about it and also we're going to do a terrible thing like yeah. get a million dollars and did, uh, oh by the way did you hear the Giuliani quote which was um I'm that I'm paraphrasing a little bit but yeah. not as much yeah. as you would think uh of him saying that I'm afraid um that Trump would perjure himself not because he lies but because truth is relative and the Mueller understanding uh, of the truth may be different than the way the president understands it. Huh. Like, that's not how truth works. No. Like, truth is truth. Like, a fact is a fact. Is a is fact. A it's fact. not relative. Yeah. Uh, so I just wanted to point out that they're basically trying to make the argument, as usual, that there are, there are no... If he lies, it's because there's no actual truth. Right, right. Or as Richard Nixon said, it's not a crime when the president does it. Um, it, it is though. It it, totally it, oh is. yeah, yeah, it is. Um, I didn't know that Richard Nixon was um, uh, tricky. Oh, you know. I didn't know that he was a in, a non indicted co conspirator. That was the official term because mm-hmm. they felt like they couldn't indict him, but they could make him a co conspirator. Right, and that's been my favorite thing coming up. Yeah. recently is um, like if Giuliani is to be believed, and yeah. they say, and like the Mueller team. Went to the point of saying, like... We're not going to indict him, right? Right. Um, that's, like, a great way to be, like... So we never have to tell you he's a target. Because right. the rule is, like, a target is somebody who we're about to indict. Right. Um, yeah, I fucking... We keep wandering away from what we actually know. We keep, we keep going down... Well, that, down that, that, but, I mean, that is the thing that we... Like, that, that's one of those things that, like, the... Um, the possible obstruction of justice thing right. there is one of those things that, like, if there weren't a million other things flying around, well, just in is, the, is a black and white obstruction of justice. But just in the obstruction of justice universe, since the day after he fired Comey when he went on TV with Lester Holt, or right. however many days after, it, it was pretty close, 
he went on TV and, and Lester Holt was like, what happened? And, and he, he said, I fired him because of the Russia investigation. And then like, remember when he gave code word Intel to the Russians in the Oval Office and said, I fired this nutbag Comey because of you guys. Yeah. Yeah, like that is the but but the scary thing is like I guess the reason why I'm not equating the two yeah uh, even though both are awful violations of obstruction of justice sure is we have become so numb to the Comey got fired over Russia thing right that if um, if Mueller comes out and says like well we think we should indict him because uh, right because he fired. Comey over the Russia thing, right. people will be like, dude, that's like a fucking year and a half old. Yeah, like that's, and in Trump-adjusted terms, that is 70 years old. Right. Like, like because he's everything that he's able to survive mm-hmm. without the world coming crashing down. Right. Um, basically, we've translated to, I guess that's okay then. Right. You well, know. and like, I mean, you know, big Jim Comey, uh, has been saying, um, boy, he's he is smarmy and also like Comey. Comey, he's kind. He's he's just. I don't uh, have the disdain for Comey that you do, but I well, I just don't like. I listen like. Didn't we spend like forty five minutes on one of the episodes just talking about your dislike for Comey? Uh, I don't like the whitewash of history that Comey engages in, among okay. other things. Like so, in every interview. People are like, why don't, why don't you, what, what is it? What is it about Trump? What is it about this? And he's like, the truth. The truth mm-hmm. is what's important. America has always been about the truth. And when we lose sight of that, when we elect a man who lies all the time and who lies for his own benefit, I'm like, motherfucker. But I, <laughs> the FBI was one of the, and he admits this. He admits this is true. But like, I just, I don't like... Be, because that has never he, he is creating a mythos about America that's com- comforting but isn't true and this has never been a country that rewarded truth no country has ever rewarded truth the truth tellers wind up getting assassinated on balconies the truth tellers wind up uh, uh, getting assassinated in in uh, in Harlem dance halls these these are these are not yeah but i mean this is not a country that rewards truth telling and comey knows better and i get why he's saying what he's saying but i just i don't like the sanctimoniousness it's a side note anyway we can move past it and and talk about um uh big uh (laughs) what the hell led me into talking about comey in the first fucking place i have no idea um yeah, oh, do, Comey, oh, Comey talks about the fact that, like, and this is a, a point I do agree with him on, um, he talks in certain ways, he says in certain ways it would be um, uh, bad if we impeached our way out of this, if, he, what, yeah. if it wasn't an electoral decision. Um, and obviously, if he's guilty of impeachable crimes, impeach him. But like, um, I think part of the reason you do see one way you could spin it as good that there is not more pushback, both you know, in in an overt way as opposed to like the gear seizing, like I said mm. before, is that people are willing to give the American people the leeway to see what happens. This is an experiment, right? Like yeah. this whole thing. I, I remember. Um, I remember when uh, he got 
inaugurated. Yeah. One of the first things that I thought was, this is a race to consolation of power. Uh-huh. Like, can he, like, get a firm grasp over all of the different branches of government and change the way things work right. before we catch him? Right. And um, I am nervous about whether or not we can. Every day, I go, like... But he, what, I, po- what power has he consolidated? The, the fact that he's, like, changed the norms of the D- Department of Justice basically being, like... You know, okay, I guess we'll... Yes, but I mean, the, the, the norms of the Department of Justice, if you actually break down the number of presidential administrations that this has been the norm, mm-hmm. I mean, first of all, the FBI didn't exist for a long time in America. Then there was the Hoover era, and Hoover, the Hoover era was so long, Hoover died. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, and since then, there have been like five other... FBI heads. I, I, but but uh, but I, I think so. So, uh, so like my my point is like, um, I get what you're saying about norms and like putting these things in place and saying this is what um, we want to have happen and this is how we want normal to be. It's just we've we're acting like it's always been this way and it hasn't. No, but I, I and I agree with you on on that point. But like, it's. Um, I come back to like when Ross Perot wanted to get rid of OSHA. Sure. You know, and it's like, it, it's too restricting. It's like, dude, we know what a world without OSHA looked like. Yeah, we, we know, Rick Perry, we know what, <laughs> the, what things were like before the Department of Education existed. Yeah. Right. Like, we created those things on purpose yeah. to solve a major problem. So, yes, well, I agree that maybe the norms that we're talking about sure. are maybe 25, 40, you know, whatever yeah. it is, uh, years old. But like they were put in place because we were like, yeah, and oh fuck, this is this is far more corruptible than we thought it could and be. And while things didn't get necessarily great in a lot of ways, things in several important ways got better. I agree that those norms are important and that we uh, should abide them. But also, like the the highest uh, thing that America puts value on rightly or wrongly, is the voice of the people. And the people didn't seem to give a shit about those norms. I'm going to get letters for this. Yeah, yeah. Um, People are stupid. (laughs) No argument. Um, (laughs) Actually, I'll rephrase it. Uh Uh, The people are um, partially through necessity, poorly informed. In the sense of like... Um, people are busy. They don't think about the ramifications of all the different things. But, like, nobody wants World War III. Everybody universally agrees that nobody wants World War III. But how many people are taking the time to go, like, well, what got us into World War II? Right. What, pla- what did we put in place that helped us prevent World War III? Sure. What are we doing to dismantle those things? Like, so when I look at, like, you know... What am I concerned about? A year into this investigation, mm-hmm. like, what keeps me up at night? Right. Uh, and what keeps me up at night is if someone like Trump is, in fact, beholden to the Russians. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the Russians are trying to get what they want. Right. Then uh, breaking up the U.S. from its allies in Europe is a big one. 
Sure. You know, um, like get, basically making us be very like nationalistic as opposed to right. global um, is the thing that A, takes us as far away from we can over the protections that we had coming out of World War II. Sure. Um, and benefits the Russians the most. And it seems to be if I were um, like if I were Russia mm-hmm. and I want and I knew I was weak. Mm-hmm. I knew that I didn't have the money that I used to when I was the Soviet Union. Mm-hmm. I knew that I didn't have the power that I was when I was the Soviet Union. Mm-hmm. Like the way I would rise myself up is to weaken everybody else. Uh-huh. And in weakening everybody else, while I'm trying to slowly build myself up and become more of a player in the market, become more of a player in the military, um, then I can get back there. Uh, and the biggest threat to that is the United States. And the United States is seemingly doing everything in their power to give that back. And, right. and I say that all with the knowledge that your average American who is working... 50 hours a week and taking care of two kids is not going to spend the time to understand why we do globalist things. Right. Why like, it's relevant. But this wasn't about, the, the, what set this off wasn't about, wasn't globalism, right? What set this off was the idea that Trump was or was not consolidating his power. Mm. Um, and to me, like the argument you're making is that Trump is, at least on a global stage, weak. And I don't disagree with that. Um, uh, but on a, a, a national power stage, like, I mean, I think the next election will be big and the election after that will be huge. But, like, I don't, at the moment, see him as a powerful president who's, like, using the levers of power well, you know? Like, I don't, I don't see him... But, 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 but he is, and here's why. Okay. Um, he... Because uh, in referencing the thing that I'm talking about, yeah, um, like he is doing a mediocre to shitty job domestically. Right. You know, he got his tax cuts, right, which basically padded his pocket, his friend's pocket, sure, and convinced other people that it was going to be good, but in reality, sure, sure. it's going to be meaningless. Um, because he has to go through Congress to do anything, right, of course, domestically. Globally or internationally, he can do a lot. Like right, the, the the executive branch has leeway in some ways and not so much in other ways. He can do a lot with signing statements and, um, you know, executive orders, and he's he's certainly stopped trying that um, mm. since the early days of the administration. I don't think he's put very much in place since then. Um, Enough. Hey, he oh he did. Terrible things, but he also got like pretty well kicked in the balls by the courts. Yeah, um, we haven't had a straight up Trump don't do that, Trump do that fight. How do you mean? So let's say Trump put together an executive order um, that said, uh, and, and in fact, let me let, let me let me change the hypothetical because there's. There, there was a piece of legislation working its way through the House and Senate that seems to have stalled out, which was basically basically called the, uh, the Protect Miller Bill, Mueller Bill. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what it would would have done is, um, if uh, the spe- if a special counsel were fired by the president, it would immediately trigger a court action where the reasoning would be queried. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and then the courts would decide, basically, did you have this power? And um, uh, I, I think it's been stalled out. I think um, uh, Mitch won't let it come to the floor of the Senate. Right. Well, um, the argument that um, if that's not yeah. going to happen, it's a useless piece of legislation. It's a useless piece of legislation, and he'll veto it anyway. Um, I view it more as, let's say it passed. Mm-hmm. Let's say he signed it. What happens when he fires Mueller and Mueller goes to the courts and the courts say, uh, yeah, you shouldn't have done that. At that point, Trump will just fire him again or Trump will just say, I'm not rehiring him. Or Trump, like, you know, like there will be, we haven't had a court order specific to Trump that says you don't do that and Trump has done it anyway. He's violated several laws, but nobody's mm. tr- really tried him in the courts on those laws yet. Um, there are a couple that are working their way through. Um, and there have been a lot of, like, um, you can't do this, right. like, Muslim and, ban, and then he's pushed back with a different Muslim ban. Right. Which, by the way, everybody's ignored the fact, again, because of the bed of nails thing of there are so many right, right, right. things, that with the Stormy Daniels payment, yeah. that, like, um, like he was criminally referred, yeah, to the Justice Department, yeah. saying like this is a violation of this form. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, like he lied on the one that he did last year. Yeah, like there was an actual from his own government criminal recommendation. Right, and and that will I'm sure be added to the pile. Yes, of of investigation and and run down and. It's probably not an impeachable offense, you know. Like, okay, yes, he didn't talk about his payment to his mistress. Fine, five thousand dollar fine, and right. I'm just saying, that, like, there's, um, yeah, no, I, I, I I'm with you. It, it, um, but my point is, like, if Trump were in the process of consolidating power, really consolidating power, as opposed to trying to make the 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 country more Trumpian over time, mm. um, he would have just refused those orders and tried to impeach the judges you know he would have you know he would have um uh, he would have he would have he would have ginned up evidence and faked things and 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 there would have been uh, a bombing day two you know like there would mm-hmm. there, there, there there's a lot you can do with scared people um and trump hasn't done that and and one of the things i will say that gives you know, some amount of um, credit to the American people is one, he didn't actually win the election. He he lost on the popular yeah. vote. And two, um, despite the fact that everybody has a job and the economy's humming and we're not at war at the moment, <laughs> check, the pod, check after the pod's done, but mm-hmm. at the moment we're not at war, um, his approval rating's still pretty shitty. Yeah, no, it, it, I mean, the like, economy would weed to an approval rating of, like, 75% as opposed to the 42 that he's yeah, sitting at right yeah. now. Yeah, like, so, uh, let, you know, credit where it's due, he sucks, um, <laughs> and he sucks at this. Um, uh, but I, I also, I, I think, you know, like, you look at, like, famous demagogues, you know, you got your your Hitlers, your uh, your uh 
Kim's, your, um, your Stalin's. Uh, these are people who really put in the work. I, Trump doesn't seem to want to do the work. I get that. I like. I'm not saying he's not doing a lot of damage. He's doing a lot of damage. But in terms of like, what happens next? He he he's he's much more Mussolini than any of these guys than any yeah. of these other guys. And Mussolini was very bad. Um, didn't work out great for him. Didn't work out. It never works out great. Yeah. <laughs> but but like Mussolini was also like pretty profoundly bad at this. Mm-hmm. Like so uh you know you take you take Hitler Mussolini uh as sure take take Stalin from that era uh even though he was fighting against Hitler and Mussolini. Um Stalin was the only one of them who died in his bed. Hitler overplayed his hand militarily and uh, yeah shot himself. But Mussolini was torn apart by his own people. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like Yeah, that went bad. So uh Yeah, no, I, as an Italian, that's one of those things that, that Diodato is really yeah. Italian last name. What? Um it's one of those things where like you know, we know that we don't have like the best historical it's going badly now yeah no i know uh but like you know uh like the 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 rationalization that we keep trying to go at least i keep trying to go with is like you know mussolini bad uh but we corrected it yeah we figured it out we changed sides oh how many people do that very few and i mean you you look you look at the history of rome it's all togas with knives under them Mm. (laughs) you know like it's leadership doesn't do well there right um but but i mean i'm just saying like in terms of the people that were evil yeah 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 no uh, the countries that were evil italy was one of the few countries that were like guys yeah no yeah, well, I guess my point with Trump is like he was just born like fifty, sixty years too late. Like mm-hmm. he, uh, like a a a a thuggish mafioso would have had a lot more luck back then. Now everybody can see his crimes; they're in they're in the they're in front of you. Yeah. Um. I, I let, let's go back to it, like because we're we're forty six minutes in. Our we've, original we've solved this problem. Right. Our original premise was like, where are we a year in? Right. And we started I'm confused. We t- clearly. Yeah. <laughs> We talked about uh, a lot of indictments. Um, we talked about like what is seemingly a giant pile of things that a hundred percent lead to collusion. Sure, you know, um, which, like we said, between the Russia meeting, yeah. um, between the Saudi meeting, yeah. between the thing with the Ukraine, sure, between the like millions and millions of dollars that Cohen was. You know. Just sort of spreading around and taking in, sure. Yeah. Um, there's really no question that there's something amazingly shady, amazingly swampy mm-hmm. sitting there. Um, and the question is, like, with all of that already out there and the partisan nature of the way things are sitting, mm-hmm. um, will it matter? Will he get there? Will, will like... Because... If I'm Trump, here's one of the things I was thinking about today mm-hmm. is like people are going like, is he going to fire Mueller? Is he going to fire Mueller? Is he going to fire Mueller? Um, and I'm wondering if he's just sitting there because he's already mentioned like, hey, they'll impeach me right, right. if we lose. Like, 
Is he just going like, okay, on November 9th, then I'll fire Mueller. Hmm. Because then I know that, like, I'm not going to lose power. A bunch of shit's not going to come out. Like, I can essentially do this. And as long as all these people agree with me, I'll be fine. Because if I do it now, that will increase the likelihood that people will vote Democrat. And then I'll definitely get impeached. So I guess we're... We're now sort of trying to look forward, right, and yeah. and and figure out what happens next. And right. Will, will any of this, like, I, I mean, the other part of it is ultimately like he knew, like we said, I said before, he knew about the Cohen thing six months ago. Right. What is he doing today? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, like, I think people have said like Mueller is a savvy enough operator that he won't. Or believes enough, I guess, in like norms to not indict close to the election, right? Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't buy it. I think that Mueller is a is a very people talk about him being very by the book, and I buy that. But the book contains several chapters on how to use the media. Mm-hmm. The book contain contains several chapters on how to psychologically assault your target, right? Yeah. And I think, you know, I think Mueller is watching him, watching Trump watch him. I think Mueller is incredibly plugged in at justice. He's incredibly plugged in with senators and members of the House on various committees, all of whom, I mean, like, you remember there was, like, a sudden upswell of, like, he's going to fire Mueller talk. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and then that all just went away. Like, Mueller, Mueller knows how to, how to, how to deal with basically the mob and mm-hmm. how to fight the mob. And he knows that this particular mobster is incredibly powerful, but pretty bad at being anything but a mobster. And I think Mueller, um, There's a, there's, you know, the playbook's not hard is the other thing. Like, drop Cohen, flip Cohen. Yeah, that, that's the thing that we also didn't mention, that one of Cohen's business partners but, yeah. got flipped. Uh, yeah, Cohen, I mean, you indict Cohen and you make it clear he's flipped. Like yeah. that, and, and at that point, it's game over. <laughs> Trump yeah. can do whatever he wants, but Cohen has all the information and all you have to do is get the data dump and then go ahead and fire me. Yeah. Go no, ahead. I mean, yeah. I mean, there's enough out there at that point. Yeah. Well, it's not even that it's out there. It's that I have it. You right. can fire me. Yeah. And then I don't have to protect it mm-hmm. or I can run it to ground and then yeah. go to jail. <laughs> but either way yeah. I have it. And Oh, by the way, so do like six other people. <laughs> so you right. can kill me. Like, but I mean, like, it, here's the thing about Cohen. Like, I Cohen, die for Mr. Trump. Oh no, yeah, I, I mean, die true. for him. I take bullets for him. I'd kill you <laughs> for Mr. Trump. Yeah, I, but somebody was pointing out on one of the news shows yesterday. There's, there's always that scale of how many years do I have to <laughs> threaten you with before yeah. you go like, all right, I'm gonna flip. Right. Um, you know, and especially, I, I think Mueller may be scaring him with the idea that um, it is possibly 
because I've seen this legal discussion being made, mm-hmm. uh, it is possible to overturn a presidential pardon if it was, like, in the event of a, like, well, if it was also, an event in the crime related to the president. Also, isn't Cohen being tried locally in New York? Yes. He, oh, he's being tried locally in New York, but by the New York FBI. Right, but, I mean... But the flipping of his partner yeah. will be all about New York crimes. Yeah, so there's, I mean, like, look, Cohen has committed enough crimes, I'm yeah. sure, and that he could go to jail for a very long time on local criminality only. And Cohen knows that, and Mueller knows that, and the only thing left to do is to make a deal and to show Mueller that you can give him something very good. But also, it's interesting to me that Mueller's still cutting deals. I mean, you got Flynn. You got him first. Right. How does Flynn not give you the keys to the kingdom? Because I don't... Does that motherfucker not use email? <laughs> like, what the fuck? Well, I think the difference between... Like, how does Flynn not get you Kushner? Now, apparently, Kushner gets fucking, like, clearance. Yeah, well, I, the, I think the argument there is conceivably that as you get later in the process, mm-hmm. if you're Trump, like, once you cross, like... Probably the start of 2016, mm-hmm. you start getting more careful. Sure. You start getting like, you know, whatever. Pre 2016, probably you're like, you did a bunch of dumb shit because you never thought anybody would look closely right. at it. So um, Flynn gets you like, you know, like. And apparently an attempted kidnapping, yeah. among other things. Uh, Flynn gets you the stuff that's happened more recently. Right. Cohen gets you the stuff that's happened, like, Since historically. Since 1989 or whatever. Right. Know. Because the, the assumption is that, like, um, I, I am of the belief that this Russia thing didn't start with the election. Oh, no, 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 no. Like, yeah. it, it, it's, it's, it's well known that uh, Trump switched to cash, like, hmm. 15 years ago or thereabouts. Where was he getting that cash? Why was Deutsche the only bank that would touch him after he went bankrupt over and over again? Deutsche, which is one of the banks that has been looked at carefully for sanctions because they deal with oligarchs, right. uh, et cetera, et cetera. So, um, like, when I think about what Cohen actually mm-hmm. will provide you, I don't think Cohen provides you the keys. Right. My sense is the Mueller's already got the keys. He's already walked around, seen everything, and all Cohen gets you is verify this for me. Right. Do you Um, watch the Americans, by the way? I don't. Oh, you really should. Um, Because you saying the key is just reminded me of the scene from last week's Americans. Anyway, I'm I'm babbling. But uh, you remind me of one thing, and uh, this is um, uh, like something that just popped into my head. Um, We may even have talked about it last week or last month, um, remember when they found out that uh, Trump's plane was definitely in Russia overnight? Yeah. Okay, cool. Never mind. Okay, moving forward. Why? It just, it, sometimes shit like that strikes me, where I'm like, wait, but that, it's shown, it's shown, they did the PP. Right. <laughs> uh, remember when his, remember when his, like, when Keith Schiller was like, yes, they offered him pee hookers. Okay. Yeah, they offered him pee hookers, but I, 
He said no. <laughs> so what do you want, guys? And I stood outside that room I- until a while, and no, I didn't see any pee hookers. Mm. You can trust me. Look at me. I look like a fucking bullet. Anyway, <laughs> um, you were making a point, and I completely stepped all over it. Uh, no, I mean, I, the, the point I'm, I'm ultimately trying to get at is there's a, a virtual, like, uh, nonstop collection of, of things. Yeah, and, and Mueller has seen yeah. a Mu- lot of them. Mueller has seen each and every one of them. We have been getting hints as to them. Well, and we like, may be getting some wrong. Yeah. You know? Like, there's been wrong reporting throughout this. There have been times that the reporting has had to go back on itself. And Comey gave sworn testimony saying, I do not know what the New York Times was talking about, about the, the, that article that said there was near constant contact between uh, the, the Russians and mm-hmm. uh, Trump campaign. Um, the, the one thing that we've ignored for a while, mm-hmm. and I think it's going to come back up. Okay. And I don't know why. Uh-huh. I just got hit with a thing. Was the computer in the basement of Trump Tower. Yeah. That was talking to uh that bank like to a bank Oh in, yeah, Veb or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um we haven't heard a word about that. Yeah. What happened to that computer? But that's not a thing that just happens. No. And Mueller knows why the, those two things were talking, you mm-hmm. know. Um and that's where like I think there's going to be something there. Because yeah. it was in the fucking building. Yeah, I I hear you. Here's a question I have. Let's. I mean, we've been talking about Trump's strategy, and we've been talking about Mueller's strategy. Do you get a sense? Mm-hmm. Because I was. Um. I I did not get a sense that uh, Trump's strategy of freaking out about the fact that um, this British academic, who's also an FBI agent or FBI source, yeah, uh, informant. Um, uh, was tasked with making contact with three real slippery eels, mm-hmm. Nader, Clovis, and um, Carter Page, um, and made contact with them and reported back to the FBI uh, during the campaign. Uh, Trump's strategy of freaking out about this, um, I didn't think was likely to bear much fruit. It didn't seem to me to be... Like if I if I'm watching this just as a person, I'm like, okay, like because because most people, me, I don't trust Trump at all, and those three mm. people are all scumbags. And if yeah. you want to send, a, if I don't see anything wrong with investigating scumbags, mm. um, by the Justice Department, especially because it was a counterintelligence, right. Uh, and not a criminal investigation. Like they wanted to know if the Trump campaign had been infiltrated by Russians. Right. But and Carter Page, since 2013, had been a known Russian Russian approach yeah. approach a approach a at least, if not agent. Yeah. So um where I'm going with this is uh, I was listening to Rational Security today, which is by the f- f- fine folks at Lawfare, and they were all flipped out. They were, f- they believe that this is a successful effort, and that Trump is winning this. Um, and to me, like He's winning I'm, it in what sense? In the, in in the messaging sense, it, yeah. in the public image sense, in the 
um, set up Mueller to fall since. Mm-hmm. Uh, to me, I don't see it. Like, it's, a, it's just a very long climb between um, the Justice Department, not under Bob Mueller, did something and investigated your campaign. And you can say, even if it was bad, even if it was bad that they did that, and I don't think it was, but even if like that violated the law, the current investigation into tr- the Russia th- stuff is a separate investigation. Right, but you, could, but you could make the argument that if that's what caused... like They've made the argument that the FISA thing caused it to start, mm-hmm. and you're making the argument that this thing caused it to start. But the FISA thing, when they brought up the FISA thing and freaked out about it and threw a bunch of smoke in the air and whatever, that didn't work. It yeah. Did, it, it didn't get them anywhere. It didn't work, but I would say probably 30% of the... Uh, of Americans probably were like, yeah, the government did something shady with FISA. Right. Uh, so this is I another mean, it's, thing. It's another thing. I guess I just, like, with Trump, like, on our side, we suffer from, like, fatigue. We've, like, mm-hmm. this entire episode has been about our fatigue. Yeah. You know, like, we're like, there's so fucking much. And I feel like on the other side, with the Trump supporters, they're suffering with fatigue, too. Mm. Like, there's so much he wants me to believe and sure I believe it like but like it's like an it's like if 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 infowars was on 24/7 and everything was a conspiracy like you'd still be I, okay I don't know what to do right yeah <laughs> you know? no, and, and yeah um i mean I, as somebody again i was watching the news somebody pointed out they're like if there was anything to this spy thing mm-hmm. they had the meeting today yeah they had it at noon yeah yeah if there was a thing there Somebody would be screaming from the rooftops that there's a thing there. Yeah. But everybody walked out of it and was just like, yeah. Yeah. You know, I think Schiff was the only one who gave a statement, which was basically like, yeah. Yeah. It's what we all thought it was. It's what it was. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So hopefully uh, we won't be here recording uh, year two, not yeah. because of nuclear war, but because uh, this whole thing will get wrapped up before then yeah we'll see we'll see uh, investigations go slow this one has been going very fast yeah i mean it's I, also an easy target yeah i mean i i think i personally think it's because Mueller think more agrees with me mm. in the sense of uh while we need to do this as properly as we can like the like the mud that is slingable mm-hmm. here uh, is probably greater than it was even during the Nixon time, mm-hmm. I think. So um, we're going to lose public opinion. We're going to lose like public belief a sure. little bit more every day, even if it's just half a percent every day. Right. Like, yeah, and I think like I think uh, certainly if Mueller is smart, and I I have no reason to believe he's not smart. Mueller knows that it's like you say in the court of public opinion. Um, there's only one voice right now, and it's a belligerent voice that most of the country seems to hate. But it's still like the longer the economy's fine, the longer we're not at war, um, the longer it beca- the country becomes used to that voice and starts to sort of be like, all right, well, like, what are you doing? You know? Mm-hmm. Plus, I just really want to know. I really want to know it all. Yeah. I do. I really do. They got to release the whole. Like that's going to be the most frustrating part about it is, uh, even if Mueller releases the report, mm-hmm. 
Um, and even if it's got everything that we want it to say yeah. in it, it's still going to be like 80% redacted. Oh, sure, sure. You know? So what do you think the challenge coin is going to look like for that report? Uh, oh, do you think know. Mueller has his own challenge coins? I hope so. Oh, my God. That I will collect. Dude, we, should put, to, we, sh- we should put together... <laughs> Trump investigation challenge coins. Do you know how much money we'd make? Yes. I I am cop- I have copyrighted this idea by stating it. <laughs> Go right. away, listeners. All right. Uh, I think we're about out of time. We're uh, about we wanna, out of time. We want to get into our uh, opposite effect. Yes, certainly. This is called. Um, so uh, like we talked about at the top of this whole thing, um, uh, Trump's Nobel is is fading into the rear view. Um, Did you read the letter, by the way? There was a letter? He wrote a letter to the Koreans basically saying, we're not going to do this, that he dictated himself. And basically said... That's such a sad letter. Yeah, it said something to the effect of... a sad letter. um, No. uh, It said something to the effect of, like, you talk a a lot about your nuclear power but ours is so much bigger and i pray to god we like the world never has to see oh, it no. um i thought you meant to the south koreans oh no those just north to the north koreans oh, yeah geez. and then later on he was like hey but you know uh if you guys change your mind about being like jerks uh <laughs> he didn't say that but uh like feel free to reach out like you know right sure we could always we could always keep chatting but maybe oh. stop being the worst well, that's fun. He's a fun guy. Um, well, anyway, so his uh, his Nobel's fading into the rear view. Honestly, nobody knows what's going to happen. The tr- the talks could still happen. Um, anything could happen. Uh, these are two uh, at at the center of this particular fight are two of the least stable, but also like craziest people. Well, that that's not a but also that's not that doesn't qualify in any two of the craziest people in the world are running these two countries and might just decide hey we'll talk we'll be best friends we'll start a poker night you know whatever um you you just don't know uh but um it seems in a chaotic uh uh system mm-hmm. chaos is likely to reign Yes. Um, and and in, in the meantime, it'll be awful. And it will be in, in, uh, pretty bad in North Korea. It'll be pretty bad for the world. And so this week, um, we'd like to ask you to join us in supporting Liberty in North Korea, which you can find at libertyinnorthkorea.org. Um, they are a, uh, a non-governmental organization um, and nonprofit that does... Um, a lot of work to try and shine a light on North Korea's um, humanitarian, humanitarian crisis and uh, anti-human rights behavior, as well as to uh, rescue refugees from China. I, I just want to point out, though, like, donate to this. Yeah. But uh, North Korea treated the hostages excellently. Excellently. Yeah, they were excellent to those yeah. people. So I also like... I don't know what you're... I don't, like... I don't know what you're referring to as far as this. I also like that they put Supreme Leader on the challenge coin. Yeah. Which right. is like, nobody nobody outside of North Korea calls him that because it makes it sound like he's better than you. Yeah. <laughs> like, don't do that. Um, you didn't have to. 
Uh, yeah, you do, you can put whatever you want in there. Um, by the way, uh, the res the refugee rescue from China thing is very interesting. Apparently, and this is news to me. Um, uh, obviously, because they share a border, a lot of refugees from North Korea end up in China. But the Chinese authorities don't want them, and what? So they either live there, live in China secretly, or try to get out of China because if they're caught in China, they may well get sent back to North Korea. At which point, very bad things happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, um, Liberty in North Korea goes into China, makes contact with these people, and gets them out into safe haven countries. And that is very important work. It, uh, it's the voices of refugees that have given us. Um, enormous windows into what actually is going on in North Korea. So again, please go to libertyinnorthkorea.org and donate to their important work, which you can do at the website. And we'll put all that in the show notes this week. Dustin, thanks for recording a podcast with me. Thank you for recording with me, and hopefully there'll be a next week or next month or whatever it is to, uh, to do this again. Yeah. Um, if there's not, thanks for listening. Yeah. If, you know what? If there is, thanks for listening. Mm-hmm. All right, bye. Bye.